0: Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits & Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Hi, welcome to this episode of Colorado Business Roundtable, Profits & Purpose, where we tell the story that business is a force for good. And I'm especially excited today to welcome a friend that I've known through Colorado Inclusive Economy, Luella Chavez D'Angelo, who is the CEO. And welcome, Luella. It's so great to be here, Deb. Thank you for having me. I want to just kick us off. Uh, You really are, you and your organization are the epitome of that, business as a force for good, in what you're putting together through Colorado Inclusive Economy to really help uplift others as we're coming out of COVID's Economic reset, so to speak. So, before Mm -hmm. we dive into some more particular questions, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about your journey. Tell everybody your story and how you ended up in this chair today.
1: Well, you know, I've spent uh, most of my life running marketing, communication, corporate social responsibility, and ESG programs for large organizations. Worked for Western Union for 15 years, I worked for the University of Colorado for three the United States Olympic and Paralympics Committee for one. And I just have a passion for the, the social aspect of the ESG work. And in my own personal career, I was lucky enough to have some great mentors. Parents who pushed me into college gave me access to education in a way that some of my um, you know, high school mates didn't have. And I just vowed that after I spent years working, fully working, I would someday come and do non-for-profit work, higher meaningful work in a way that might be helpful to those individuals, particularly BIPOC individuals or diverse individuals who come behind me. And so for me, this work is a little personal. So thanks for asking me a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I first got introduced to Colorado Inclusive Economy through Helen Young-Hayes and met her, I I believe it was right in the middle, right before COVID, or kind of right in the middle of it. And I left thinking, oh my gosh, I have such a crush on what she's doing and, and the powerful leader that she is. And so to see you come in and take the vision even further is very, very inspiring. Um, but speaking of that, give, give us a sense of how it all began. How did um, Colorado inclusive economy become an idea that is now being fully executed? Thank you, and you are starting with the right way to
1: talk about how it all began. It all began with one person who wanted to make a movement, who wanted to make a difference. That's all it takes, right? One, and that was our chairman of the board, Helen Young-Hayes, our dreamer, our believer in this movement and really our our mover and shaker to put it all together. But really what happened was when we were in 2020 and we were seeing so many different populations uh, being negatively affected by not being able to work, not being able to go to their job, in some cases, loss of a job. What we saw was our BIPOC and diverse communities were hit the hardest. And we all know this is a fact. We've seen this throughout the United States. And so there were about 25 leaders that Helen pulled together, most of whom you know, and they're involved in the Business Roundtable as well. But they came together and said, you know, if we think back and look back in our history of when we wanted to make a movement for BIPOC and diverse individuals. We've made little tiny strides. We haven't made enough stride. So how could Colorado and Colorado's business and non-for-profit leaders come together to really think about doing this a little differently? So they all formulated this new model that we call the CIE movement. And it is a really, really wonderful movement uh, that started with these 25, leaders and now
0: includes 105 organizations and 105 leaders across Colorado. That's tremendous growth in what, two years? Has that been about? Yeah. Yeah, really just a little less than two years. So we're pretty pleased that
1: we have so many leaders in Colorado. And what's great is they come from all diverse backgrounds. The you know Republican side of the house, the Democratic side of the house, different religions, different backgrounds, different races themselves, different organizations that r- they're running—large, medium, small—you know, public, public, private, non-for-profit sectors, and even government sectors. So we have so many organizations working together. Uh, for our ultimate goal. And I can share that with you if you'd like. Yeah, I'd
0: love that. I was just going to say, what's the unifying? You know, I think at the very beginning, I remember hearing about uh, CIE and what the unifying um, alignment would be for these CEOs, for these employer organizations. But give us a sense of that. And and maybe if that's changed over time, if you've you've learned some lessons on, on how you can have those unifying principles. Well, we have not wavered at all in our ultimate, ultimate goal. And
1: the goals are this, everyone that comes into the movement believes that we should really think differently about how we recruit, who we hire, who we retain, and who we promote. And all of that needs a backdrop of sound, good, business, acumen. But at the end of the day, our big, hairy, audacious goal is really to see no less than 10,000 BIPOC and diverse hires happen in the state of Colorado. This is primarily with our members. We actually think that, you know, even if an organization is not formally in CIE and they want to kind of work with us on the side, that's perfectly fine with us. But we believe that we can see 10,000 diverse hires by the year 2027 in jobs that pay a minimum of 45,000 or more, and hopefully those that are benefited jobs that are benefited. And we're right on our way to doing that.
0: Well, and I remember, uh, you know, and you and I have talked about this too, Luella, the power of a job, a good job. And I know Helen would say with benefits, you know, um, provides long-term opportunities and pathways to success that frankly, nothing else can match. I mean, there's no, That's right. um, you know, a government um, uh, check sometimes is very temporary. So how do you build long-term uh, stability, prosperity, wealth, and opportunity you know is through the power of a job, which I, I think is where your heart is. How do we help folks ultimately find long-term success? Boy, are you right about that. We agree
1: to that inside and out in everything that we do. A job gives you wealth creation, but it doesn't just give you the individual at work wealth creation. It actually builds wealth for your family And for a generation that comes behind you, and we know how important it is that, you know, a good job, particularly a good job with benefits, a job where you, no matter what it is, you are learning and you are growing your trade or you're learning and you're growing your talents, you know, literally pays off, as you've just said, Deb, um, pays off for you and, and your, you know,
0: your offspring. So help with a couple specifics, because I think that especially right now, coming out of the pandemic, coming out of the economic disruption, I mean, most of our partners who come from lots of different industry verticals would say they just can't hire fast enough. Um, They would want to hire folks to help fulfill their business needs, you know, all day long if they could find the talent. So where, how are you coaching the organizations involved with CIE in terms of making sure they are hiring Uh, you know, diverse, from a diverse field of applicants, you know, how do you help coach them to make sure that perhaps they're thinking about it differently coming out of COVID? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So really what we ask of
1: our members is that the CEO, him or herself, or if it's a, you know, international company, a very large company where the CEO is not in Colorado every day, that the CEO picks a C-suite executive, and that executive gets to bring along two other people from their organization. It can be someone who's head of your recruiting. It could be somebody who's head of HR. It could be your head of DE&I work. It could be someone to- entirely different. So we like to bring you in and expose you to speakers, subject matter asper- experts, content, and experiences where we really, really co- sort of look at what are the traditional ways that we've always recruited or filled an applicant pool? What are the ways that we've traditionally looked at resumes, traditionally decided who top candidates are? And really kind of put some of that, you know, tilt some of that on its head and think about new ways that work in this market for a generation that, you know, is somewhat resistant to come back to work for a generation that has, you know, is so much more diverse. And for, as we know, you know, a workforce that really wants different things now, they want flexibility to work from home. They want recognition. They want good managers, you know, they want to see uh, good in the work they're doing. So they want a sense of
0: purpose too, a sense of purpose within their work environment.
1: Boy, are you so right about that? That is ultimately what it all boils down to a sense of purpose in their work, a sense of purpose in them feeling relevant in what they're doing for an organization and them having a sense of purpose that they can talk about and share with their families. That is spot on, Debbie, you know it better than anyone. Well, I think
0: that goes, that's always been a thing, right? I think it's just mm -hmm. been more amplified um, in times of crisis and, and Mm -hmm. having to reflect on what's most important to us um, in in a, in a time when there's not a playbook. So true.
1: So true. Nowadays, I I, I hear, you know, um, when people are interviewing, and what I hear people saying a lot is I want to align my personal passion with my professional passion, whatever that is. And, and you're right, I think in times of crisis, that's, you know, underscored, but I have a feeling this time around, it's going to stick with us in a meaningful way.
0: I think it really is. So you've had exponential growth in the since the inception of CIE. Tell us how things are going and what you foresee in the next couple years. So we create a community
1: of practice experience with 25 to 30 leaders. And we now have four of those community of practices going through content that takes about 11 months. By the way, each and every one of our content sessions happen virtually. So our, our leaders really like that. Our leaders and their partners really like that. We pull people together once a year for our annual summit where we bring all cohorts together one two three four we're actually recruiting right now for cohort five and what's been really really great about this debbie is in the past we would you know kind of go and reach out to businesses to see if they might be interested in learning more about diversity equity inclusion and belonging strategies that's really where our content focuses each session focuses deeply on those areas but now with cohort five, community practice five, we are almost completely subscribed because people are coming to us. They've heard from the other leaders what a good experience and a meaningful experience this has been for them as individuals, but also for them thinking about those traditional you know, systems and processes that they have in their organizations that they might wanna rethink. And um, we don't police anybody, we present subject matter experts, we present contact, we present conversations we provide for deep, meaningful, and sometimes difficult conversation. But at the end of the day, we really want
0: the CEO or the leader to guide their own organization in a way that's best for their culture. So each organization then takes the, the knowledge that they've been given, the practical application, and figures out how they put execution in place, how they put metrics in place, but at the end of the day, you want to know the metrics so so that you know you've That's met right. your goals. So how do you um, track maybe collectively the folks who've been through um, the trainings? I'm so glad
1: you asked. So what we do at CIE is we starting actually in a month or so, we will start collecting data that will focus around our members, retention strategies, hiring strategies, and applicant pool, recruitment strategies, and promotion and promotion strategies. So it's very easy data that most organizations already have. We will acquire that data. Every single one of our members have signed an NDA with us, which just protects us and them because we want to make sure that they know we will never show one member's data alone. We will only aggregate all that data. And we want to be able to aggregate that data, so that we show in the movement, and we show for Colorado, that we are seeing progress in those KPIs that I just mentioned. So that's part of being in the movement. That's a commitment uh, that you make straight away when you come in, and um, and like I said, we protect your individual data as well. But we think that's pretty important because we want to we want to not only make sure that we're we're you know further building inclusive leaders. So make, you know, making sure that our leaders themselves that run all kinds of things across Colorado are becoming more inclusive leaders themselves. But they are thinking about what is maybe hindering their organization's ability to be as inviting, as inclusive as they may want to be. We know, and Debbie, you know, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know businesses care about the bottom line, and we don't mind that. Businesses need to care about the bottom line, but we know that an inclusive workforce, a diverse workforce, a workforce that feels like they have a really high culture of belonging is a workforce that produces more innovations, acquires more customers, and at the end of the day, keeps their talent, and that all leads to a strong bottom line, and we believe that aligns.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Luella. We like to say profits and purpose go hand in hand. And it's, it's true. So true. I, I sort of see it as like modern capitalism, you know, if it was always yes! Yes! Focus, at the end of the day, you know, that doesn't for yes. profits anymore. There's, there's gotta be, That's right. and, and the smart CEOs have been doing that for a long time. They know that you've got to have, um, whether it's a triple bottom line or stakeholder versus shareholder capitalism, you know, a sense mm-hmm. that we're all in this together. Absolutely. And and tell That's me right. too, we, we have executives and CEOs, with Colorado Business Roundtable from academia, business, community, and government. And I'm sure that there's many of them that are already involved in CIE. But for those who aren't, tell them how they can jump in, where they go for more information, and what can they expect going forward. Absolutely. And I do think we have a high
1: crossover of your members and our new members. We're sure we obviously much new, much newer organization than you are, but... Um, just so admire the work of the Colorado Business Roundtable as well. We, um, It's easy. If you are interested in learning more, simply just do a little perusing on our website, coloradoinclusiveeconomy.us. Easy to find. It'll come right up. You can give me a call, and I'd be happy to take a quick Zoom call with you or any of uh, your teammates who might be interested in this work, and I'll walk you through 30 minutes or less how it works. You pay a small membership fee. It is not very large. We've kept our membership fees very low because we are a non-for-profit and this is really about an altruistic mission and that's to make Colorado the most inclusive economy on the planet. And that is ultimately to get more wealth creation across our workforce in Colorado, which obviously leads to a stronger, stronger economy for all of our businesses. You can come in, pay your membership fee when you, when you come in, you agree to go through eight um, sessions with 24 to 28 other leaders. What we're finding is that some of our leaders, we think you know, Colorado is very small, and you and I know many of the same people, Deb, but what's been so great about the cohorts is we're introducing very, very large um, executives, say from Western Union or Ardent Mills or you, UC Health to mid-sized businesses and small nonprofits, and yes, we have higher education in there as well. And so we're mixing up that com- you know that conversation even more so, like you know, like you all do. And um, what we've seen is the learning that takes place across cohort is so meaningful. And you get access to our toolkit, you get access to the summit, you get access to uh, all of the content and the speakers. It's really been quite amazing. What we didn't know is that we didn't know we'd be helping our members with business development, trying to, you know, just get to know each other it's better. a like side and, benefit, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a yeah. side benefit. And, you know, it fits right in there, um, coincidentally, in our goal to build the most inclusive but also strong economy in Colorado. And so that's been really great to see as well.
0: Yeah, I think you're so right. I think when I first met you, Luella, I thought, how have we not met before? Because I do no. think Denver seems really small until it's not. And that collaboration, that magic of getting people together to talk about sometimes complicated, you know, sometimes uh, awkward conversations, you know, can be yeah. really healthy in and yeah. yeah. even in sharing best practices, what's worked, what hasn't worked, you know, going forward, so.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that because one of the things that I think our CEOs love the most, we just finished a listening tour with cohort one and cohort two because they just finished their entire learning journey. And what we heard is they learned the most from when their peers were being vulnerable, vulnerable about what worked and what didn't work, and why it didn't work, and what they did about it, and how their employees responded to it, and we go into all kinds of subjects. You know, learning about diverse equity and inclusion language to microaggressions, um, systemic bias, but we we really focus a lot on, you know, who are some new. And different out-of-the-box um, recruitment partners that you might want to think about that you maybe haven't in the past to really make sure your applicant pool is getting as filled as it can be. Yeah. And Debbie, I'll just end with this: diversity at CIE means everybody. So you know, so many times I hear and you hear, and it's wrong that diversity means black and brown communities. <laughs> diversity means everybody at CIE. We believe that you know we've we've got to have just so many different viewpoints and perspectives and diverse candidates in our workforce that, you know, it all matters equally.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I laugh as I hear my dog barking. That's supposed to. I know, I thought that was fun. You know, diversity <laughs> of dog owners. I think I heard of a company a <laughs> while back that has a paternity leave, which is if you adopt a pet during COVID, you get a little bit of time off. So we're in such strange <laughs> times. But Luella, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm excited to share this information with our partners at Colorado Business Roundtable in hopes that we can continue to be good allies for all the good work that you're doing. And uh, I just appreciate your time and your passion and your your energy so much. You really, this is the culmination of all your great experiences in the private sector kind of coming home, coming to the right Mm -hmm. spot.
1: Well, thank you. And you, you, Deborah,
0: and the Colorado Business Roundtable
1: are doing such good work too. So make sure that you... Call upon us when we can help in anything you're working on as well. Uh, We totally believe that rising tides floats all boats. And when we all do it together, all good things happen.
0: Absolutely. So thanks everyone for joining in. This has been a production of Colorado Business Roundtable, a special series that we're doing, particularly around the subject of workforce. So my guest has been uh, Luella Chavez D'Angelo. I was like, okay, I'm getting those right. <laughs> and uh, with Colorado Inclusive Economy, the CEO. And I appreciate, appreciate the time today. Thanks so much. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.